The following is a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. What's up? What's up? What is up? It's your boy, Mr. I probably have the microphone too loud for once, a.k.a. Young Ring Light, a.k.a. Yes, I've got a guest on this week, a.k.a. Haven't slept properly since Christina left, a.k.a. Mom, can you come pick us up because I'm tired? A.K.A. You fucking boyo, Jack Fox. And it's time for another episode of Tired and Inspired. And right off the bat, right out of the gate, first things first, before we get down to business, I've got to take a drink of water here, okay? Delicious. Now, we're back. And as you can see from the title of this episode, which I am yet to figure out what it's going to be, but it will mention the fact that my friend Donald Jenkins will be on the show. Donald Jenkins, if you don't know, is a spoken word artist, a poet, and now a rapper. He's just released his album slash EP, whichever you want to call it, called Late Bloomer. And why is it called Late Bloomer, I hear you ask? Well, that's because he's a middle-aged man who's decided to record a rap album. So he's a late bloomer. But he's a good man. He's a smart man. He's very good at words, which is something I am not good at, but I like. I like words, but I'm not good at them despite being a man that speaks for a living and has a podcast. Okay? Okay. Uh, so Donald Jenkins, it, I'm reluctant to say interview, but it pretty much was an interview, which I don't I don't particularly like doing interviews. I mean, this is my podcast. If you want to come on my podcast, let's have a conversation. You know? But also, I appreciate the fact that it was an interview because... He's on promoting his album and what he talks about on the album, which is stuff and things. He's a much more focused rapper than I am. I'll do rap songs and I'll talk about how I shagged your sister and your mom's a cunt and I'm a better rapper than you. And Donald Jenkins is coming on talking about we've got a fucking global warming and everything's shit and the Queen's a knobhead. Which he's she's very entitled to, and he's very correct in doing so. So, if you wanna, if you want a quick laugh, listen to my songs. If you want your kids to grow up smart, listen to Dylan Jenkins. Um, but you can find all about all about that, all with uh, technical difficulties included. After the break, <laughs> uh, Christina's gone home, and I'm sad. Uh, she's gone home and launched herself, as she said uh, last episode, launched herself into work, and I have not. I've sat in the house for three days being sad. But what I have latched onto is before she went home, we went to the Metro Centre because, you know, we're in the northeast and we went to the, uh, see the Angel of the North, then went to the Metro Centre. And, <coughs> and they have a lids in the Metro Centre. Now, if you listen to this and you don't know what Lids is, it's because you're not down with the kids at Lids. Uh, Lids is an American store that sells predominantly caps, uh, as in hats, right? Like, But like baseball, like for baseball teams or basketball teams, like what you see the cool kids wearing on the TV and on the YouTube when they're in rap songs and stuff. And I love... If there's something I love, right, we all know when we listen to this podcast, there is certain things that I love. And I'm not talking about, like, my mother, my girlfriend, whatever, right? I love pets twitching in their sleep. Mostly cats. Mostly my cat. 
I also love cold drinking water. I also love Pepsi Max because it's the only sip that counts. And I also love accessories. Stuff. I own a Pandora bracelet and a pinky ring. I like stuff and things and watches and knickknacks and little things, right? I class hats as a thing. I wish, I wish so badly I was a hat guy. And do you know why I wish I was a hat guy? Because I'm not going out and I'm not buying a New York Yankees hat and I'm not rocking that New York Yankees hat until the day. No, no, no. I'm getting the fucking nichest. I, I have. I'm looking at right this second. A Boston Red Sox official hat, which I bought at Boston Airport, leaving America, coming back home to England. I would love nothing more than to wear this Boston Red Sox hat twenty in the shower, going to bed at a christening at my own wedding. But when I put a fucking cap on my head, whether it's at lids, looking at myself in the mirror like a fucking goofball with Christina laughing behind us because she just realised what she's getting herself into, or when I put it on in the house after dressing myself ready to go out to a gig, the hat doesn't fit my fat fucking head. No cap. Do you get, do you get the pun there? No cap. No, no cap's what cool kids say when they mean it's no bullshit. I'm... Caps, I can't get away with them. My head is too big. Now, I am under the impression that now caps, because they're such a thing, because they're an accessory, because people like to wear them, because they are knickknacks, that they come in different sizes. So when I walking down the fucking platinum upstairs mall at the Metro Center on a... Saturday, Friday afternoon, and we happen upon a lids. My eyes do the little, the little Disney pound sign, except with not pound signs, but with f- f- caps. Oh boy, I butchered that, didn't I? And I'm thinking, here we go. Look, I'm not walking through Boston Airport, walking into a souvenir shop and thinking, there's a Boston Red Sox hat. They're going to have all different sorts of sizes. The, this kiosk specialises in size caps for people with fat heads. No, 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 I'm not thinking that, right? Fine, I buy it because it's a souvenir. I'm on my way out. I'm sad I'm spending money retail therapy. When I see a Lids in the Metro Center, which is just wall-to-wall, Miami Dolphins, Chicago Bulls, LA Lakers, some other teams, they had a football, Man United, Spurs, Chelsea, right? I'm thinking, well, I'm fucking in here, boys. I'm walking through, I'm picking the ones up from the bottom, picking the ones up from the top, not picking the ones at eye level, because at eye level, as we all know, are the LA Lakers and the New York Yankees, and those guys can get fucked. I'm going for the niche ones. I pick up a Chicago Bulls one. Fair enough, maybe it's not so niche, but old school. I'm old school. I'm Richie April, right? I'm old school. There's a reference for you. I pick up the Chicago Bulls one. I slap it on my head. I'm thinking, you know what? It's a bit snug, but maybe's. Just maybe's. And as I'm placing it on my head, I'm looking around. Christina's also looking around. She's thinking, and she's been really nice. She's been a good, supportive girlfriend. She's been, you know what? I think you look good in her hat. I think you look good in her And then there's a, a, another family walks in, a, a young lady with her two, I assume, two kids. One of them might have been her boyfriend. Maybe she's a pedophile. I don't know. And then I take myself to look in the mirror at this fucking Chicago Bulls hat that I'm wearing. And sure enough, this fucking cap doesn't fit my fucking head. And I'm pissed. And I'm pissed. And I don't know why my head is too... Surely I'm not the first guy to have a fat head that can't fit into a snapback. So if somebody who's listening out there is in charge of caps, can we fucking fix this issue, please? And also, let's realise nothing in the past week, has been more newsworthy than the fact that no cap fits my head snugly. Nothing has been more newsworthy than that. Not even the Queen's funeral. Touched on it, glazed on it, got it over with for the algorithm. Now, let's move on. Donald Jenkins is a guest on this podcast. 
He's a good friend of mine. He runs the night Born Lippy in Newcastle, which is a great title for a night, which is a celebration of all things words, poetry, uh, open mic, hip-hop, stand-up comedy, all falls under the same umbrella. It's all words that we're using to communicate with people, to audience members who enjoy the same type of shit we enjoy, which is words, rhymes, double entendres, metaphors, similes, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And he's just put an album slash EP out, which is available on Bandcamp, will be on streaming sites very soon. That's called... Uh, oh, fuck me, what's it called? <laughs> Sorry, Donald, I should know. I should know. Uh, uh, not Midlife Crisis. Fuck me. I've just talked to him for... I've just, I, I was listening to it earlier today, Donald... Donald Jenkins. Oh my god. Late Bloomer. His EP album is called Late Bloomer and it's available on Bandcamp right now. If you Google Donald Jenkins Late Bloomer, it'll come right up there and you can check it out. He's also got music videos out and stuff for uh, the latest singles. So here is me and Donald Jenkins talking about all things words and all things Late Bloomer after a quick word from our sponsors. Today's episode of Tired and Inspired is brought to you by buying clothes that actually fit you. Do you have a fat head? Then maybe don't go in lids and try to buy a cap in front of your girlfriend who thinks you're too old to be wearing that kind of cap in the first place. Alright, while I've got you here, honestly, honestly, not a lot going on in the next few weeks, but on the 30th, Friday the 30th, I'm opening for Tez Ilias at the Mirage in Newcastle. And the day after, Don't Flop are coming to Bobix in Jesmond, October 1st. All of us, the whole scene's going to be there. Ciphers, battles, jokes, fucking about. It's it's Saturday afternoon, all right? So there'll be more information posted about that in due course. But come see a show if you're interested. Johnny J, how's it going? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for inviting me on the show. You're very welcome. It's weird to call this a show. I suppose it is a show, though, isn't it? It is. It. I, I was found that I did podcasts for a few years. So it was felt that I like used the language of radio just right. because I don't like there were loads of podcasts, but like a lot of the people I did it the show with, they were like, you know, the kind of people who were like, listen to them all, you know, your Joe Rogan's, the Anthony Opian, they had right. all the terminology. Well, I still had like the, because I'd done a lot of community radio in my early part of my life in my twenties yeah. and stuff. Else. So I still got that, like, you know, there's got to be a jingle and, you know, kind <laughs> of uh, things have got to be a show. So like, yeah. So podcast, usually, I was kind of surprised you don't have a podcast considering you're very, wordy and do a lot of wordy sort of stuff it takes a lot of time as i'm sure you know and um and like you know hats off to people who do it and but i just find it like uh, i feel like just all the other things that i do in my life fill it up i think mainly because (laughs) i'm a promoter and like i also like put on stuff and i showcase other people's talents that takes up a huge chunk of my life and i would imagine that's sort of like the time when people who are creatives um, would like fit that aspect into their life, whether I just don't have that time now. You right. know, so. That's fair. But I did, fair. did with Milk the Cow podcast. I used to run that for like, you know, I was the anchor on that for a couple of years. And But yeah, it was a great experience, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm not doing it now. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You've got a lot of things. You've got a lot of things going on, including your new album. Is it an album or an EP? I've seen, I've seen people call it's it an EP. Seen but it's an EP. EP. It's got seven tracks on it. Um, everyone a banger. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think you know it's 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 probably got the the amount of time that someone might put into an album, but it's an EP. Yeah, um, I was just, I was just, I mean, I heard it when it first came out, but um, I was listening to it earlier today in anticipation for this, and uh, I was this is a weird thing to pick up an impression from it, but the tracks are long. Like you don't, I, I guess in the days of now, like streaming and people want like viral hits and TikTok and stuff, you, you get songs that are like two minutes long, and you go, oh, that was a short thing. I didn't really have a message. I didn't really have any substance to it, but your, every song in your album, EP, whatever you want to call it, is like four minutes long. It's really dense. And that's a good thing because the way that you uh, write and the way that you deliver stuff, it's, everything has a message and a meaning behind it. So I guess you have to, to cram all that in to one yeah. song. 
or seven. No, I think it's, I think it's an interesting discussion point, and I'm glad that you picked up on it because I do think you know there is value in in doing less, you know, and and we do consume things, you know, our attention spans are um, are short, and you know uh, we're all guilty of of it. So yeah, sometimes short songs are are really great in message, whatever. Um, I just find myself drawn to that uh, you know form really of. 16 bars chorus, 16 bars chorus, and end up like there needs to be three 16s. Yeah, and I, and yeah, I think yeah. with this in particular, I'd like, because it was the first time that I'd sort of done this, I wanted to like, I wanted it to just be me. You know, I like, I didn't want to have any features. I wanted to do it. I just wanted to prove that I could do this myself. And like, admittedly, I didn't produce the beats on the EP, but like the, in terms of all the writing that it was mine um, and, 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 and attempt, even some attempts at singing, you know, which I don't have a, a singing voice, but you know, that, that, that was me attempting to sing. You know, right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the last song, I can't remember that. Forgive us, forget names of individual yeah. song titles, but the Second last really song, cool. the, the like flow was kind of, I was like, oh, it's melodic. That's cool, man. That's cool. It's nice. Interesting. <laughs> Um, so I mean I'm familiar with you but some people who are listening to this may not may not be too familiar with you um, I, well I really know you as like a spoken word artist and the organiser of Born Lippy but will you indulge and give us a full rundown of your wordy history yes yeah, certainly yeah so um, yeah most people know me as a, as a, as a spoken word performer um, I run Born Lippy which is a platform for all things wordy and Believing like poetry is sometimes a kind of dull or uninteresting art form um, that people like kind of don't engage with because they've got like you know negative commentations of what poetry is. I didn't personally like doing poetry at school, and it was only something that in my later life that I discovered. Um, but I think that when you kind of like perform words out loud, you connect with an audience um, and you have something that's an art form that like overlaps with stand up comedy and hip hop and also theatre as well. Um, and, and I think great spoken word like kind of like sort of quotes coasts along those three other kind of art forms but also stands on its own as a kind of an art form in itself um so yeah i like writing and i like providing things which are like you know three minute pieces where it's like focusing on a particular issue and, and grabbing someone's attention and getting them to think about that and sometimes that can be like in your face political stuff or sometimes it can be some comedy but i write loads of little poems as well as to where but ultimately hip-hop's my always be my love um i've been listening to hip-hop since i was eight years old i'm 44 now i've been you know, lucky enough to have like you know seen the greats um you know notorious big uh big daddy kane you know public enemy I've, I've been lucky enough to see those people um and so i've always had that interest in the background and through bone lippy i've i've also created a platform for rappers as i feel like you know it is a form of poetry and i think that like what I want to try and do is break down those walls between those scenes. It's yeah. all about wordplay um, yeah. in different kinds of way, I think. So, so yeah, eventually it was just like being seen people like yourself and other people get up on the stage and stuff uh, and creating that platform for the, for particularly the Northeastern Scottish scenes of hip hop. I just was like, you know, I really need to kind of like do this thing that I've, I've sometimes kind of had a go at. I've not been very good at um, yeah. and I think actually I could do it if I like just like actually put the kind of level of commitment doing anything takes you know like yourself you're a you're a man who's very many different talents and you know that like you're good because you fucking put the energy and you put the time and you put the graft in and, and, and it comes out over and the end you know yeah, I got nothing better to do um so what was the what was the uh inspiration behind actually starting rapping because I think I say I've seen you do spoken word and stuff and it is I, th- I think poetry and spoken word is something that I mean I mean I'm just I, I, I'm a guy that writes stupid rap lyrics so take this with a pinch of salt but I think it's something that when done really well is really good but if it's not done really well I think a lot of people are like oh, it's kind of weird kind of cringy sometimes yeah yeah you know no I mean? no totally but like, I mean but that could be said about rap as well and that could no be absolutely Absolutely, yeah. You're very, you're very right. Yeah, but yeah, of course, I think I think the difference is, is within the poetry scene, there's a big DIY element. Um, and there is a, within local hip hop scenes as well, whatever. But the idea is that it's democratic, and that there is an element in most poetry gigs that you'll have a big headline act who will be shit hot, but you'll also have an open mic element in it. Um, so, like in terms of like any night of a poetry night, you're going to probably get like different levels of like um, standard. <laughs> Um, and it's not to say that there isn't some amazing up and coming open micers and emerging artists as well, but like I suppose like that's why people come and they maybe like engage with something where someone 
is is kind of like learning the ropes and maybe like that's kind of a long cry with someone who's a kind of master whereas you know usually if you're going to go and see kind of stand-up comedy you're going to like see someone right. more who's kind of like already kind of mastered that craft or got some some of that stage of it um so yeah so yeah this is different but uh, but in terms of why did it go down in, in, in hip-hop for me is um it, it is just like i had done bits of rapping i've done bits of emceeing and stuff like that over the years but I've just never been very good at it. If I'm going to be honest, being a bit shit, and and I think it's just like it was like to me, it was like I'm going to have a have a go of this. I did some stuff in lockdown, um, and like did some stuff around obviously some of the political issues that were going on right. in lockdown and stuff like that. And I felt like I did a couple of tracks just like as a kind of a bit of a rant, really, um, and did it in hip hop form. Um, and then I just decided to like you know pursue it further. I also did a, like a writing course with Sage Francis. Um, it was oh, wow. like for anyone who knows, like a like a like a left field rapper. It was like one of my favorite rappers. Um, yeah. And I, I suppose that probably comes across a, a little bit in some of the tracks on on the what's, EP. What's um, his group? Is he got a beard? So a beard man. So like epic, epic bearded, epic, epic beard man. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Which is him and another rapper, B Dolan. So yeah, oh, they, they, they brought out a couple of a couple of albums one an album and one like a kind of sort of mixtape but yeah they're really great album supposedly like there was an era in the last period of time of like super groups so like run the jewels is probably the most successful ones where you get like a couple of rappers who've already had careers elsewhere um and they've come but you've also got czar face with like sl and esoteric and then um also um um, uh, inspect the deck from from Wu Tang Clan, um, and then you've got Epic Beard Men, which is like you know like two guys who've got their own kind of solo careers and mm-hmm. bring them together. And the kind of music they make together is quite different from what they yeah. do in their solo output. But yeah, I think it, they're all most of them are aging rappers. They're all rappers who are kind right. of uh, you know had like you know careers elsewhere and being a bit more underground, but they're suddenly kind of getting a new audience connecting with them because yeah. the new stuff that they're doing is kind of a bit more contemporary. And sound, yeah. you know. So, I think that's cool. Man. So, yeah, did you? Yeah. So, what was your? You say when you first started rapping, you weren't very good at it. Which I mean, you know, your album's very good, but it's. I mean, when anybody's starting anything for the first time, they're not very good at it, unless you fucking Tiger Woods and you instantly just swing a golf club and hole in one. So, what was some of the the difficulties that you found when you first started? Oh, well, I think, I think first of all, it's good. Like, I used to like do stuff. Um, I used to like go to like drum and bass nights in the nineties. You know, uh, first thing was a, a night in 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 Newcastle at Rock Shots called Steppers, and I used to like jump on the mic and rap in a patois accent. And, oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Like that and stuff like that. And um, <laughs> and then you know, I probably just didn't understand like how words you can make anything rhyme, and I didn't understand that. And uh, and then like you know. I, did bits of it with other rappers and like done like you know features on other people's songs but then it wasn't necessarily that it was bad it was just that i just didn't push myself beyond doing that one thing and i think yeah. the things that get over it is just life being being a parent being responsible but then also irresponsible shit like drink and drugs and yeah. things that like um you know like uh, getting more involved in the party rather than necessarily making the party right um I just got to an age where I decided I like gave up drinking. So for I would say oh, that's right, definitely important, and just kind of like really being like hyper, like focused on like wanting to create something. So mm-hmm. um, and like you know I write write lots, but I've just become way more like kind of structured and kind of uh, um, full on um, as a writer. So I'm, I'm now a full time poet. Um, oh, wow. So like you know I spend a lot of time writing anyway. Um, but like the kind of after finishing a, like a particular project, I was like, the thing that I want to do next is I want to do something I put off all my life, and that is to make a hip hop EP that I'm happy with. So I spent a year just literally going through it, and with spoken word, there's a big focus on is about not just what you say, but also the spaces in between what you say. It. Sure. You know, spoken um, words full of a lot of pauses and breaths. Um, and, and making sure that like words and sentences maybe have you know maybe one or two or different meanings um, and and, it, and it's it's really connecting with an audience because you've only got you a microphone and nothing else as well and maybe if it's something serious you haven't got comedy to fall back on like you know yeah. the kind of art you you're you know a master in um, so 
school. It's yeah, like it's um, it's um, it, 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 it's 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 just a difference. So whereas with that, with hip hop, you know, for me, although I knew it and I'd listened to it and I've been a fan and I can be like you know a geek about hip hop because I've listened to it for a long time and yeah. been on the fringes of that scene and even put events on and gigs which have featured featured rappers actually going and doing it to different things. So like learning breath control, yeah. um, or like fucking around with cadence and stuff like that, making sure that when you rap, your voice that you actually hear and other people up you actually like the sound of your own voice <laughs> yeah yeah, um, yeah. So, all of that. so on the ep you'll hear lots of you know the seven songs but those seven songs were probably recorded quite a few times until right. i kind of got like how my voice i wanted it to sound and stuff like that you know um so it was like literally like i think literally the day before it went live there was still kind of mastering stuff that was going on um, sure. um and that's what i mean this the songs will all be in the seven songs are very dense they're very thick there's a lot mm-hmm. going on you're you're very geordie you're very northern on it which is really <laughs> good because a lot of people like when i first started rapping many many years ago there was a hint of like the american coming through um so you gotta you have got to find your own voice literally have to find your voice especially if you're from yeah. you know i think it's kind of gone back a little bit like you know i think there was obviously a great phase of like very geordie accents you know and dialect which uh northern dialect which was the crew that rick fury was part of yeah like, D- dialect dialect when i when i first heard dialect that made me realize that people like me can yeah. rap uh, I, I used uh, i was the same i was a geek i listened to all the rap songs i was like oh this would be cool if i could do it but nobody from england raps and then i heard rick fury and, and chatterbox and co and i was like oh shit it, yeah. it can be done yeah it can be done and there was loads of other acts as well, you know, um, um, from that time, Animalistics, um, you know, Spuggy Fits, people Stig. who like, um, Stig, yeah, obviously, you know, but like, um, and before that, you know, I've been around only here, like Ken Masters and, and as a foot, like in early incantations, uh, Sinister Hudlums was his group that he was in and, um, and also like the Scruffs as well. Um, Scruffs, um, yeah, Project. Just us, as they were called originally. Um, so for me, there was always that, like you know, I'd heard that Jordy accent and stuff like that, um, and and I really loved that. And and I think I did try bits of it, but I just was like one of those kind of coulda, woulda, should I type kind of people. And you know, you've got to put the graft in. You've got to, like the reason why these people are good is because they fucking put the time. IMG for me it was like oh yeah I could do that but never really put an action in I feel like that sure. it's just taken a fucking long time and I, and I got round to it um, sure, that's why yeah. I'm a little bit I, I wonder, <laughs> wonder if people yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if like like I say in this day and age of like where social media and everything's like so instant wonder if people just just see the finished article and just think well I, I can't do that it's like well no but you haven't seen the 10 years of practice somebody's put in before that to get to that point you know it's Upsetting Holy. sometimes, I suppose. It is, um, it is. Well, so, so you have you, you, the songs on the album. I keep, I'm, I'm going to fluctuate between EP and album. I'm just going to call it whatever I fancy when, it, when the time comes. No problem, no problem. <laughs> There's a lot of like strong political songs on the album, and obviously the whole world's gone to shit. Um, so is that obviously that's something you feel really passionate about is like the political side. Um, I think it's just like, like I don't want to sound like really condescending and like sort of like, you know, I think I think that's the danger with being anything political is that you can like sort of sound like, you know, oh, I know this information and you don't. Um, but I think the thing is we're at a time that if you don't fucking be political in your music, then like you're not really reflecting on what's going on around your surroundings. I think the danger is there's lots of like people talking about Instagram and you know, which lasses they're seeing and stuff like that. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't have that element because that's part of their life. And maybe as someone in their early 20s, that's like what's important to them. But the reality is, you know, people in their 20s are probably way more exploited than me um, as a middle-aged man, you know, in terms of like, you know, getting a foot on the ladder, you know, shit fucking like economy that's like not really representing the struggle to get a house, all these kind of things, students, lives, whatever. So... I think the reality is we're at a time where fuck knows, man. You know, like my mother asked us who the day goes. Oh, I'm scared about going on holiday because of the whole COVID thing and whatever. And I was like, just go. You might not yeah. be alive in five years. And that's not just because of your age. It might be because the fucking world might not actually be 
on holiday. I'm not saying the world's going to end in five years, but literally we are at a period of time where there are going to be some literally food struggles and the distribution of food and resources is going to create conflict like we've never, ever seen in my lifetime. Oh, oh, oh. Um, and that song, particularly the video that we are not future proof, is trying to focus on that. Like literally, you know, it started off because I was over here in a conversation, a friend of mine, he cycled around the world. Um, not using any form of like um, um, plane or like any kind of motorized wow. transport is using it. And the idea was at the end of it was supposed to deliver like a demands to the um, the Paris um, conference that happened a few years ago, which was supposed to be the biggest conference about what the world, the companies, the, the countries around the world about what they were going to do to address climate change. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are aware, but at the, at the same time, that was when there was the bombings and the, the kind of terrorist attacks in Paris. And as a result oh, of it, the whole sure. Paris was shut down and they wouldn't allow any of the protesters in or any of the delegates, whatever. So the conference ended up being a bit of a, like a damp squib. Um, so like anyway he just said as he says that was literally the last chance that we had of any like really meaningful way of like reducing kind of emissions um, in the world whatever and he says to be honest like I just fucked you know he said I'll literally give with 10 years before um, the food supplies in the world like and how we get you know share food around the world uh, will result in like you know in conflict and, and and possibly the world becoming unbearable and he in his own time of sight around the world saw like whole crops where people have already can't live in parts of the world because all the crops have already burned and stuff like that so how without sounding really fucking miserable and disappointing and stuff like that this is this is the reality um so yeah. naturally art has to kind of like you know reflect it of course it's good to have it you know there's a tune just come out of the day by gilly man jairo and rick fury and stuff like that which yeah, is all yeah, about yeah. partying and stuff like that and i think it's great and i know we're gonna like sort of think i think it's great because i love partying and that's what's good for the soul so sure, it's important sure, sure. to have that music and you know take your mind off this fucking depressing shit but also we also have to address it we also have to talk about it and and of i course. hope that like that music i do kind of does it and also the way that I frame it's not like a like a rant people it's also like a little bit of a me calling myself out like I used to be quite politically active and I feel like a little bit as you get older you're like oh well you know it'll just happen but you know right. we're about to go into like, the bleakest winter we've ever known in our fucking lives you know after the we hottest to, winter you know, we've ever had as well yeah, yeah, and the yeah, hottest yeah, summer yeah. rather yeah so we need you know we need to be talking about these things and 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 hopefully art is a, is a more digestible way of like getting those conversations going and getting people thinking about stuff you know what i mean so completely um, agree and so so this is something that you you're going to you're going to stay on the political stuff do you think it's just built in I, mean, the, I, don't, I would hope that it's not it's not it's not all of it i think this if you listen through you oh, of course of course of course there's also about like you know my own uh, like age and and also my own demons in terms of like use of substances and stuff like that. I think there's there's other stuff on there. You know, it's also about like you know persevering. This last second wind is all about you know just getting you know giving things a try and you know the the chance that you know it doesn't matter how old all you are you can push forward and give things. So I feel that you know this it's not thing. But yeah, I think law has been element political because. Um, I've been involved in activism all my life, so I think that's going to be a reflection or that's going to come across in some of my sounds. But um, I hope that it doesn't just end up becoming, you know, like a like a lecture and amazing. <laughs> like, I'm across as, like, I've got superior knowledge, you know what I mean? Because I, I think that that's not what people want. And I think oh, it's okay. about finding the balance of it. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you mentioned, you briefly mentioned your age there. Um, and I mean, you know, I'm, I'm 33 next month, so... You know, I'm not exactly a fucking young buck myself. Um, do you think you mentioned it in, in the on the <laughs> EP album uh, a few times, and obviously the the title itself, which is you go so, late bloomer, late bloomer. There you go. Um, you know, and you, you 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 say to yourself you you're late to becoming a rapper and producing your own rap album or EP. Um, do you think it plays a huge factor, like age, in in music or, or rap music specifically? Because it is sort of a young man, young man, woman's game. It is, it is, and and I think obviously, like hip hop, such a vast array of different subgenres, and there will be like people who will say, "Oh, I listen to hip hop," 
but they'll never listen to anything I would ever listen to. Right. And I'll probably listen to but they would never listen to because it's such a, 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 a like a huge genre. It's 50 years old next year. Um, and there's, you know, even with like people who are in the, who are rappers who are in their 40s or 50s are making music, um, they, they can be making very different kinds of sort of stuff, you know. So, so no, I think, I think the thing is, is that it's, it's uncommon for someone to start off at that age. I think the people who are in their 40s and 50s who are making hip hop now have been doing it since their 20s. Right. And right, they've right. a reputation that like people have followed the journey. And I think, you know, people like Ras Cass, um, Atmosphere, um, Aesop Rock, um, Sage Francis. These are all people who have, have, have consistently, in my opinion, made good music. But actually now the music that they're making now is sometimes some of the best music they've ever made sure. because they're kind of like they've, they've grown and you've watched them grow and they've also learned lessons along the time. And you know, people will also say that of rappers who I'm less into, you know, like JSD and stuff like that, who maybe make stuff on later on in their career. Um, that's good. Um, but um, uh, but yeah, by and large, there are also you know the, there is an age war goes on in hip hop and stuff like that with loads of rappers who've got the name Lil something or other, <laughs> yeah. um, and, and all the rappers you see them taking the piss out of them. But like it's also like young people are allowed to have their own thing; they're allowed to not do the thing that came before them or yeah. take it in a different direction. And I have to res- I respect that totally, you know. And I do listen to. I'm not one of these guys who just listens to like old school boom bap. I listen to like I do listen to new hip hop and stuff like that. There's lots of yeah. that fucking done. Sure. Um, well, I, you know, I know that I consistently look out to try and dig and find new acts and, and new and, and new artists and that, and, and they can be of, of different ages as well. But I think it's uncommon for someone to start off at my age and decide um, and that they're going to do it and stuff. I mean, I'm going to pretty niche artists. I don't know whether or not I'm ever going to be heard out beyond the northeast of England. Um, <laughs> but I feel like you know, I feel like I want to. The message that I'm putting out there is that. You know, you can try things when you're older on, and I hope that it's it's not just saying you know, become a rapper at the age of forty. It's saying that you know, if you're older, don't put off those things. Give them a go. You know, you might find those, discover those things late in life. And the great reset um, of COVID has made a lot of us discover things that like you know are important, connected with art forms or habit hobbies, and maybe created a side hustle that we didn't know we had before or connected with something we did when we were younger. And some of us, are, are the, as soon as lockdown's finished, we've, you know, we've forgotten about as quickly as we rediscovered, but some people have continued and some people yeah. have like found something about for myself. And I, I like to think that I, I fall into that latter group um, of taking That's positive. Cool, That's a really good way to look at it. Cause I think some people like maybe um, like in later in life or when they get to a midlife crisis age we'll start like playing guitar or something and it's like oh fucking my dad started playing guitar he's playing fucking oasis and that and you go that's boring but it's like you you you're you were so on the cusp of being a rapper anyways like you took the 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 two steps it would have taken to push over into a rapper so you've already had a, a leg up but now you've made yeah, a really good I had it, and it, yeah it wasn't it wasn't such a long distance for me to travel you know right um, yeah but, and i think you know from that from a, from a lyric writing point of view i didn't have that journey if i was just starting out now you know i think it would be i'd have go through and i'd make all the cliches and mistakes if i have it but i was already writing something to kind of rhythms anyway i think yeah. for me it's been already it's the it's the cadence it's the flow it's the it's the air, air breath and control they're the things yeah. that have you know learning curves for me um and continue to be um, and stuff like writing choruses i can't imagine you've been writing many choruses and hooks in your um, no but I, I suppose with that because i love music i find that that's actually come quite easily i really you know good. i and, and, and you know, uh, I've got a. I think I consider myself to have quite a broad taste in music. You know, so I grew up on like fifties um, rock and roll and soul and blues and um, all that influence from my dad. You know, I was big into like rave music, and I know that's like obviously big focuses on like not not lyrics, but there was a lot of choruses with like you know catchy right. kind of voices in the early old school piano hardcore and stuff like that. So I've got all that in, influence, and then I just love all sorts of kind of weird and wonderful bands. So for me, so yeah, the, the hook is important. And I, I feel, I hope that comes across that on most of the songs, it might not necessarily be mad, catchy, but there is a there is a chorus on all of the songs on the EP, with the exception of one, you know, um, which, you know, is like a 64-bar, like, verse-only kind of track, you know. Sure. Um, 
Hey, granddad, stand back from the mic stand to go in this country. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's the lamest chorus, but that's the one that people like seem to like just like uh, catch yeah. in it. And it's a, it's a good introduction tune in terms of it. Like it, it gets the like the idea of what the EP is about across. And, right. um, yeah, but speaking just just going back to what you were saying about hip hop, it's going to be fifty years old next year, which is crazy to think. It's such a young genre and is. Oh. The biggest subculture, especially in music, in the world. That's easily. the biggest selling music in the world. You know, it outstrips yeah. rock and roll. You know, so and, and, and there's so many. I mean, look at somebody like me or, or you, and then look at somebody who lives in New York who only listens to like Lil Uzi, or someone who only listens to Lil Pump, and it's just completely different. But it's all falling the same umbrella. It's so weird, but it's so good. It's yeah, so yeah. great. It's such yeah. a great. Well, it's thing. good. I mean, and I think that's the element of like. Uh, um, it is, it, I think the, the track I was mentioning there, Grandmaster Kaz, like there's a line in there, you know, it comes under the ground and over the ocean, a thousand lang- language, a million being spoken. And I think it's just like the idea that like all over the world has been interpreted in a different kind of way. Um, and, and it has, and it has its, its different sounds and, you know, other, other music forms have moved back into it, you know, in the last 15, 20 years, we've seen like black dance music, like, you know, black music, you know, like all music, it, it all originates from black culture, techno and house were both black starter genres, but yeah, they're not necessarily, they haven't really been seen as black genres. And they, I feel like in the last 20 years, you've seen like a lot of the, like the things like Bounce and Trap and Crunk um, and BMO, Baltimore, Baltimore Breaks music, um, you know, all of that are all like kind of these black like um, dance music genres that have like fed back into hip hop. They sample hip hop, but then they also feed back into hip hop because then rappers like rap over those kind of beats yeah. and it kind of creates stuff that is is designed for like club consumption. Um, so sometimes like, you know, not having dense lyrics like what I would have just isn't appropriate for that kind of setup. They just want like simplicity. You want like a sample and a hook and stuff that's going to like just be, you know, you can just repeat again and again when you're in a kind of club setup. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, so you got an EP, EP album, fuck's sake, um, a music launch gig coming up. No, I just just had one. Oh, just had it? one. Oh, in shit, that's my fault. That was, uh, happened last uh, a week last Friday in Newcastle. So it was a uh, um, like yeah, it was just a great experience. I had that in Xerox, and we had Xerox. on HB, and uh, we had on uh, Reality, um, who was on at yours, and Holly, if you're lightly, um, and Tommy Twenty Three, who's um, like a, a sort of a friend of mine who who helped set up Born Let Me with us as well, Tom Tom C. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was great, ridiculously ridiculously hot gig. I literally was <laughs> already ringing out my t-shirt before I even started my set. Oh, it was geez. that hot. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was great, great experience, and and also like diving in, diving into the deep end with like managing to set, do all of those songs and um, with that kind of heat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's good, man. Yeah, with a good baptism of fire. That's cool because I, I think I first saw you at um, live doing the rap and stuff at the Any Rising at Xerox actually yeah. upstairs. Was that the first time you'd done the rap and stuff? Um, I'd done a couple of like open mic things, but that was right. the third, like that. Yeah, that was the first yeah. time I'd like properly gone in the hip hop sort of circuit and and uh, sort of done a like a sort of set of a few tracks for that. So, oh, but yeah, cool. since then, between then, between then and there, I've done I've done like bits of the album and bits of the EP quite a number of times, and I've done performed it in London and and in oh, wow. Glasgow. So I've had a chance to do it. So by the time like the, the actual official launch had come on, I, ha- I had had a chance to kind of like iron out the kinks and you know kind yeah, of but... hopefully kind of get a better a better experience for all involved. Um, cool, myself and <laughs> is, is it, do, do you enjoy performing live? Is that like are you look? Are you I do, yeah, yeah. You know, I know you, you do this yourself, but I do a lot of hosting as well. So. Um, you know, and I just kind of bring in that element into the show. So, I, you know, I can make, you know, I can hype up crowds and stuff like that because sure. I've been doing hosting for such a long time. Um, so, and and I find it easier now to kind of jump between that from hosting into artist, um, which in the past I used to be like, oh, I have to do one or the other. But yeah, but yeah. now it, it feels like, I feel like I can kind of quite seamlessly go from one to the other. So, 
So it's it's it, that all that helps because it just helps with that like crowd interaction and being able to chat with people and you know yeah, kind man. of getting people on on side and because um, there are some great perform rappers out there in Newcastle, but like some of them aren't maybe that confident and being able to kind of like you know engage with the audience and stuff like that. And I think you know that's why I remember seeing you you know quite a long time since I'd seen you rap before then, and I was like, wow, you totally embellished all the other elements of the stuff that you do. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas like in the past, I felt it was like you were still kind of like learning those different like yeah, yeah, um, yeah. crafts. And now I feel like when you go and see like Jack Fox, it's like, it's like, ah, oh, this is like, this is a guy who's quite clearly a stand-up comedian who's a rapper and who's like other elements yeah. of music in the show and stuff like that as well. Yeah, um, so it, it is, and it's good when we can start and merge those different things because it, it, it's great. It makes you feel more confident, but it's also great from, from a from an audience perspective because it's like oh yeah i'm like what am i i'm laughing here i'm i'm, I'm yeah, also yeah. like listening to a bar and you know it's and it's bringing that so it's great it's great to bring that and i'm glad that you, you've kept that you know those different disciplines but they they all mm-hmm. come together in a show you know well I, I appreciate that man thanks very much but it also goes back to what you what we were saying at the very start it's just it's all about practice, man. Like if you if you put if you go to all those open mics, if you go to all those gigs, if you go to the gigs where you're not sure if you're gonna do well, but you have to find a way to connect with the audience somehow, you find a bit of humor, you think, oh maybe this will work, you try it at the next show. It's just it's just all practice. It's it's a thousand hours, you know. It all that's what it all comes back to. Definitely, definitely. And yeah. Yeah, persevere, persevere. Whoever is listening to this, it's 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 worth it in the long run, definitely. Yeah, but uh we've got we've got a few minutes left before this cuts off. I thought I thought Zoom let you go for ever when it was just two people, I don't know, whatever. I think they changed it recently, so yeah, it is now they, they do have that they brought the time limits back down even for two people or whatever because oh, yeah they want, they want your money <laughs> no, no everybody wants everybody's money um so all the beats on this album are really good so i'm i need a list of producers asap so i can yeah, get yeah, touch with some people yeah like the first video that's come out already we are not future proof um features beats by figure eight. which is a sick lyric video as well by the way very sick Yes, thank you. Yeah, um, figure eight like produces three of the of the, the tunes off the EP, and um, if you do like those beats by him, do go and check out his um, Bandcamp page because he does like sell his beats directly from his page, um, nice. and he's also a great rapper as well. Um, and yeah, I just really like that. It's quite a dark production and just a little bit different. Um, um, but yeah, the the video of that was by a guy called Scott Terrell. Scott Terrell Design, and he's a he is an amazing spoken word poet. Has been like it's probably one of Newcastle's best, oh, and it's wow. been twenty odd years. Um, but he, he's also a great animator, and he's like done. He works with like Avida Saint Pet, um, oh, wow. um, and with like the NHS, and does loads of great like animations for like lots of like quite high profile. All the like the poetry tent at Glastonbury, and um, he does all of the kind of like the the animation and design for all of that. And um, yeah, so yeah, very talented guy. And I just knew when I wanted to because it, it is very dense the lyrics I wanted and I wanted to make sure that people could see the writing and take the message on board so a lyric video was the, the route I wanted to go down with that and I felt like you know he was the right guy to, to get on board for that um, but in terms of other producers yeah it was uh, Steg G who was uh, going to produce the next video which is coming out in a couple of weeks time um, a poetic license to kill um, and he's uh, basically the he's basically like the godfather of Scottish hip hop um, he's been like producing hip hop um, um, and works out of Govan um, and, and it's done stuff for like Royster 59 and you know oh, wow. he's a pretty big deal in, in Scotland it always like gets brought into like support acts but um, him and the guy called the Freestyle Master who's often the rapper who is this kind of like uh, go-to kind of main rapper who collaborates with them? You know they've been doing mixtapes, you know, since the since the eighties and that. You know, so they've been kind of like been around for for a long time. Um, but yeah, really, really talented producer. Really strongly recommend people check out his all of his albums. They do a lot of like concept albums. One about like um, he's done an album which is all about like different rappers talking about like men's issues, just like you know the shit that we don't talk about yeah, men's yeah, mental yeah. health. Like that. Um, and he's done another one, The Air In Between, which is all about like immigration and comparing like 
all the kind of hatred that goes on for like refugees and asylum seekers, but how like once upon a time Irish people were the immigrants in Scotland, right. and like yeah, like yeah. Anyways, it's a great like concept album, and it features loads of different rappers all playing characters in this album. Um, but yeah, yeah, Steg G, well worth checking out. Um, and uh, we've got um, uh, yeah, we've we've got we've got some other some other great acts. My mind has just suddenly gone. Uh, I've gone did, blank there. Did, 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 did I hear a Max Gavin's tag on one of the? Yeah, songs? Max Gavin is on there. The second album, yeah, yeah. And I apologise, Max. My brain just gone blank. But yeah, but he was actually the first tune that we did on that, which is the second on the EP. Um, um, yeah, the rise of the idiots. Um, and yeah, it's nice. It's kind of like wanted to kind of go for something that was a bit like um, a bit grimy. I think we originally kind of wanted a bit of a run the jewels type sound, but it's kind of got a bit of a, like a kind of sort of grimy sort of beat to it. Um, but yeah, I love it. And uh, yeah, and then there's another guy who um, is uh, I forget his name. He uses him, but he's called Lost Origins, and he's on the track um, Cycle of Vices, which is. Um, actually, his background is as being a GABA producer, and he's based in Belgium. Oh, right. um, then he did, a, he did a beat on last um, Rick Fury album. Um, I can't remember what the song is, um, but yeah, he he's just really good at making like different kinds of beats for hip hop. It was um, yeah, great production there from uh, from from Lost Origin. Um, who, who kind of made this more sort of wavy beat um, on Cycle of Vices. So, yeah, just great, you know, and, and, and with, with this, the writing came first. Um, and I oh, then went, right. looking, I went looking for producers to kind of create the writing um, music of that. And I know that's a kind of a different approach to a lot of rappers, get a beat and then they write something to it. Um, and the only, only track on the EP, which I did, that was with the final track on the EP, which was with Seek the Northerner. Um, who did that kind of like melodic sort of song um, right, at the yeah, end where, the, you know, and I was just like, I heard the beat and I was like, I've got to get that. Um, and then, you know, wrote something to it. But in all the other cases, the, the writing came first and then I just kind of looked for something that kind of helped shape it. You know? That's interesting. Yeah, that, I, I, I don't think, I mean, I, the way I write songs is probably different to, to yours anyways, but I tend to write like punchlines down and then when I hear the beat form it around, but yeah, it's interesting. I've never heard. So you wrote like the full song with the chorus and everything. And... Yeah, I mean, occasionally, obviously, I would like what I did was I would sure. like zone into like beat, like I would just go on YouTube and I would sometimes be like looking at it and going, I think this is the sort of tempo that I'm looking for. And I would uh-huh. occasionally, but I would just write, I would write the verses and then I would just double check that they fitted by like then going and trying to find a beat that was at that tempo. Well, um, but then, then I would then eventually, then I went and found the actual tracks that I was looking for, you know. So um but yeah, I found it found just like I did this through was doing a, the Sage Francis course thing. He just said that was just the method he used and he knew that that was different to other people. Um but like I do think it's different because I think once you've got the beat you do kind of follow you're like you're influenced by that sound of that song. Right. And it brings the books of feeling in you, you know, and as a music listener, I love that. Um, you know, you 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 you, you kind of get a feeling of it, right? I've got to write something, and this is the right thing that goes to that. But I think if you go writing, and you're like, for me, it's the same as just writing a poem, and I like, I want to write sure. tackle this particular issue, and I'm going to do that and that, and then it's just about finding it. But sometimes when you write it, you just kind of automatically like feel the, you, you get a certain flow. So it's like, all right, well, I've got to find a beat that's a bit like that, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some songs were like, you know already kind of had like not necessarily like a typical flow so like you know rise of the idiots on there has kind of got a particular kind of more contemporary flow which i'd already kind of like devised beforehand and then it was like okay i need a beat that's going to fit that um so so i kind of feel i hear the rhythms in my head a little bit anyway you know from yeah well that's just kind of interesting yeah um so you mentioned you got a new uh, video coming out. Is that like a proper music video? Proper music video? Or is that like another lyric video? Or are you going to be in front of the camera? No, no, that's going hands? to be a music video, but it's not going to be any me waving the cameras and thing. It's yeah. going to be like a like a narrative one. It's going to be it's, oh, it's all okay. about a like a serial killer who's a writer. Oh, um, so it yeah. kind of plays and fucks around with the idea of like the the terminologies with like murdering, but also with the writing of poetry and the different oh. like phrases and terminology in that. So that yeah, poem? it's going to be quite a dark one. With Dave Crates, um, 
uh, Diggable Crates guy. Yeah. I used to do the podcast for a long time. Um, he made the video. So, yeah, it's coming out in a few weeks' time. Um, and then there will be a grant, a video with a granddad, which will feature, will, uh, um, you know, me. Um, I'm hoping to get dressed up in some prosthetics and stuff like that. So wow, I, I, I do look like a granddad. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's great. They're, 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 one's definitely coming out in the next couple of weeks. The, the granddad one, hopefully later on in the year. So that's awesome. Um, so I, I know, I know this has just come out, but have you started writing anything else? Or are you working on something new? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm already, already writing sort of. So got some other, a couple of tracks already finished and stuff like that in terms of the for the writing or whatever. So we'll see where. Where it takes us, that I'm hoping to maybe try and do like a like a like a booth session soon, and uh-huh. maybe kind of record something, which is just you know for kind of freestyle sort of speak. Um, right. So, right. Um, but yeah, and then obviously I've been writing stuff for how around the current events that we've we've all been subjected to over the last sure. week. So yeah, I saw you. I did earlier on the day. Yeah, I was just about to say I saw there. your little to camera <laughs> piece earlier. Yeah, yeah. The queen. Yeah, I'm fucking sick of it to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> where, where were you when you found out? I can't even remember. A little technical difficulties there, but long story short, fuck the Queen. Anyways, moving on. Um, yeah, so your music, your music got some more music videos coming out. You're still you're back writing again. You don't want to take some time off. You want to give your brain a rest. You want to have a holiday. <laughs> oh, you just no. Well, I suppose the main thing is just trying to get people to to listen to the CP is uh, absolutely put a lot of time into it, and you, you it, it's difficult, like you know, to to get you know letters out there and stuff like that. So I'm still spending a lot of time hoping to. Oh, um, you still there? I'm still here. I'm here. Hello. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um. It's 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 just getting you know uh, making sure that, you know people get a chance to listen to music and you know the, the energy put into that so hopefully just going to try and get um trying to sort out a little mini tour and maybe play some of the of this across across the uk so at the minute the, the main focus is on on doing that but whilst i'm doing that you know it's good to like keep on writing stuff and get a chance to test out some some tracks and stuff like that so yeah, awesome. um and uh, and hopefully in the throes of it it'll help kind of grow another ep in the for some time to come out next year. So that's awesome, man. Uh, so where can the good folks and listeners of Tired and Inspired find this motherfucking cocksucking thing? Yes, please do support us by first of all checking out the video We Are Not Future Proof on YouTube. Um, Donald Jenkins um, on the Born Lippy Northeast uh, channel on YouTube. Um, but yeah, um, do support me. Best way you can support artists is by buying music from Bandcamp. Um, yeah. All the other streaming methods you see. We, the artists, see very little money from the return of that. If you do that, I get about 70% of it. Um, and it's just a great way of supporting the amount of time I've spent and investment put into making it. So please do support the artists. Just go to Donald Jenkins, Bandcamp. Um, it will be available from streaming on Spotify and all those horrible bastards <laughs> um, in the not too distant future. Because obviously I'd like people outside the northeast to hear it yeah. um but yeah it, just for a wee while i just like try and kind of like have a little saving grace so probably be available um on, on streaming platforms in about two or three weeks from now but in the meantime do support the artist and support other artists on there because Bandcamp is literally a treasure trove of amazing music yeah but it's cool um, you get you get that Bandcamp friday is the first friday of every month and uh artists keep 100 percent of anything they sell which is cool so next, not next Friday, but the Friday after, go and buy Donald's album three times. So you guys take you three, three times money. Tell a friend. <laughs> um, is it, everything all good with Born Lippy? Is that still going ahead? Is that a month? Yeah, roughly? yeah. Born Lippy. The the night that I run is um, back on the thirteenth uh, of um, October um, with headliner Leon the Pig Farmer. It was one of the, the better ones. It was really, really great. Super fast spoken word artist who like really like bold stuff out, but he he's kind of like got a, like some of the music. So sounds like a Wu Tang Clan member. <laughs> he does just Leon yeah, the, the long, what, what was he called? Bit, Leon the fucking sheep farmer. Yeah, what was he called? Leon, Leon the Leon the pig farmer. Pig farmer is close enough. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, we've got that, and uh, yeah, it's going to be. Um, 
I'm hoping they have yet. I think we've got Sam Sam Oaks on as well. Like uh, oh, Arkane Oaks, yeah, man, he's a good guy. No, no, not him. Then somebody else who's got called Sam, who's oh. uh, who's uh, like another whatsoever. So who runs all that kind of like different stuff like that. Uh, so, I'm, I'm thank you for being coming up soon. <laughs> Very cool. Um, but do check out Born Lippy on all sort of like social media. We're just Born Lippy NA Northeast. Um, find out about gigs that we've got. We're usually day, on the yeah. second Wednesday of every month. I yeah, uh, I got I got a regular gig on a Wednesday. I host a I'm a well, I host a quiz on a Wednesday night. So I, I rarely make it through to any gigs that are on a Wednesday, unless I gig myself at the stand. I, I sometimes do that on a Wednesday, but. And it's a shame because Born Lippy is a great night. It's 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 a celebration of words, celebration of the creative word, rhyming. I love rhyming things. I know it sounds it's such a nerdy like thing to be into, but multisyllabic rhymes just I don't know. I'm really, I'm really attracted to them. I don't know what it is, but I wish I could make it to more Born Lippy gigs because it's really cool. So there's still a Co- uh, Cobalt Studios. Yeah, mainly at Cobalt Studios, which is in the Oosburn, um, just behind the Biscuit Factory. Um, so yeah, do yeah do come check us out. Um, but yeah, occasionally do stuff elsewhere, but that's where our main home is. Sure. Awesome. Well, thanks very much, man. I'm sorry about the technical issues, whatever that was. There's the ghosts in the no system. Problem. But um, yeah, yeah, no problem. Well done well, on the album. Well done, well done on the album. Good hustle. Yeah, um, thanks very much for inviting us on. And, uh, cheers, bud. Okay, thanks very much, Jack. Cheers. Take care. That was a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. Look, I've got a fat head, but I still want to wear caps. I'm not letting this go.